Hello. It's me, Justin. And I'm by myself. For some reason. Uh, you know, I just, uh, I wanted to start something new, you know. I thought uh, it might be fun to do a little solo podcast on my own. So, uh, I guess what you're listening to is the first episode of the Fat Justin podcast. Uh, you know, it's just like, I thought it might be kind of fun just to, every once in a while, turn on a microphone and a camera and just talk for a little bit. You know, I'm not going to uh, do this consistently, I don't think, just kind of whenever I feel like I want to talk to myself. I'll just turn this on and start rambling, you know. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure how long this is going to be either. Could be 10 hours, could be 5 minutes. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I thought I'd I'd, uh, I'd kick the first episode off by talking about something nice and cheerful. Death. Uh, yeah, so I've been thinking about death a lot, you know. I think about I think about death all the time. I've always done that. I dwell on it. It's not good for me. Uh but recently I've been thinking about it in a different way. Uh what I would call a healthier way. You know, I used to be uh when I was a kid, you know, you know everybody kind of has that moment where they realize they're going to die someday, right? And everybody kind of has a different reaction to that. Mine wasn't good. I panicked. <laughs> I used to get panic attacks constantly just thinking about death. Uh but I've I'm I'm slowly slowly learning to cope with it. <laughs> um you know, I'm 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 kind of accepting it now. I think everybody kind of has that moment too cuz you can't just keep dwelling on it forever, can you? Eventually, you'll get used to it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen to everybody. You know? So, you know, I, you know, recently, I've just been like, I'm more concerned about life now. Because I, since I know it's going to end, I'm more concerned about, like, what I'm doing with it. Which I know sounds really cliche, but, like, I recently quit my job. And uh, I quit my job for two reasons. One, they're almost the same reason. But one reason was I was bored. I just didn't want to be there anymore. So I thought I'd go do something more fun. <laughs> uh, the second reason was because the day I quit, I was just walking around doing my normal job. And then I just kind of thought, like, I'm going to die, like, in the long run pretty soon. You know, we don't get that long here. So why am I, like, wasting my time working for fucking Kroger, you know? Uh... I, I, you know, there's so many other things I want to do, and I can't do them if I'm a wage slave at Kroger, you know, doing nothing, you know? I had all this money saved up, and where was it going? Nowhere. It was just sitting in my bank account. Uh, but I was just working, because everyone tells you that's what you have to do. But what's the point of doing it when I'm just gonna die anyway, and none of it's gonna matter? And, you know, that might sound really depressing, it might sound like a bleak, you know point of view but I don't think it is I think I think it's and it took me a long time to realize this too a lot of just sitting and thinking and freaking out 
but I've kind of just come to the conclusion that it's good that none of this will matter because that means I can just do whatever I want and I don't have to worry about it later. Now, that doesn't mean I give myself a free pass to just be a terrible person either. You know, I still have morals. You know, I'd like to leave a good impression when I'm gone. But even if I don't, it's not going to matter, so I'll try as hard as I can, and if it doesn't end up well, it's all right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think as long as, I think, and this is, <laughs> this is going, like, off the rails already, I'm on a completely different tangent now, but uh, I think, you know, as long as you try to be a good person, you'll end up being at least decent, you know? I might not be remembered, you know, when I'm gone. I might not be remembered as, like, some magnificent hero. Not that I really want to be. Uh, but, you know, hopefully the people who knew me will be like, man, he died. That sucks. We're not happy about it. We're sad that he died. Because, you know, if no one's sad that you're dead, you were probably an asshole. And I don't want to be an asshole. Being an asshole sucks. Everyone hates you if you're an asshole. And you hate you if you're an asshole. Don't be an asshole. You know? But yeah, back back to what I was talking about is, you know, I just... I think everybody has this mindset that, like, you're worthless if you're not working, you know? Um, but I think what we consider work is kind of skewed. Uh, you know, I, I would consider this work. No one watches this or listens to this. I don't get paid for this, but it's something I want to do and I have goals for it. So like this podcast to me is work, right? But, you know, especially I think, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say this is just an American thing, but I think we have a big culture for it. I think in America, it's something you can't consider something work unless you're getting paid or there's like a potential to get paid. And when I mean potential, I mean like real potential. Like I could sit here for weeks and toil at doing this and the odds that I ever actually get enough of a viewership to uh, make any money off of this are very slim, right? So this is just kind of wasting time to most people. But to me, you know, I enjoy doing this. I like sitting here, you know, talking into this microphone and just fucking around. Uh, but, you know, it's also I consider work. I enjoy doing it. But to me, I'm I'm chasing a goal, a dream. I'm working at something. Uh, but just because I'm not getting like a tiny little paycheck from some like billion dollar corporation at the end of the week I'm considered like a loser who's wasting time right and you know I'm not like I know it's important to uh, you know be productive in a society yes but I think we also need to understand that every person needs their time to kind of do what what they see fit. I, I think, you know, there's just so many people who completely dedicate their all of their time to, you know, working in, like, some factory at a dead-end job. And I, I think, you know, I just, I think that's kind of sad. 
I know some, like, you'd ask a lot of the people who do that, like, you know, and I'm not trying to, like, look down on anybody here, but, you know, you ask, like, a real, like, blue-collar, hard-working guy, he'd probably say that's what he wants to do, but then I also see you know, the way some of these people act. Like, you'll have people that have worked in the same place for 20 years, and all they do is, like, gossip about each other and, you know, say really hateful shit or just cause trouble for no reason. I think that's because a lot of people, they just get bored with what they're doing. So their mind, you know, seeks to break the repetitiveness of their everyday life by just like causing some kind of uh, adversity. So, you know, you'll hear like something someone says to you in the hallway and they might not think of it, but you're going to think, oh, he was like talking down to me. He was being an asshole. I'm going to go talk shit about him to everyone at work. And then he's going to hear about it. And then he's going to talk shit about me. And we're going to have this like work rivalry. And I just think, you know, if people were were to have more time dedicated to actually doing what they want to do in life rather than uh, just achieving the goals of like some corporate overlord, <laughs> uh, the, the, you know, people would be a lot less hateful. And I think, you know, that... and. You know, I've been talking about it in the confines of the workplace, but even outside of work, I mean, it stems out to every part of society. You know, if people just had more time to do what they want, uh, they'd be happier in the long run. And, you know, isn't that part of being an American, right? You have the right to uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? I think everybody forgets about the last one, you know? The pursuit is like, you know, put on the back burner a lot where, you know, you have a right to life and, you know, liberty as much as we'll allow. But the pursuit of happiness is just kind of a suggestion. You get the pursuit of happiness after you have uh, achieved my happiness. You know, I feel like that's kind of the way. I I think that's the way that a lot of uh, rich people look at it. Or not even necessarily rich people. It's just like the system overall. If the system was a person <laughs> to kind of, you know, personify it, that's the way it is. It's, you know, you get your pursuit of happiness after my needs are met. And then you can you can go after your needs. But for most people, you know, they don't get that. The, I You know, I, at least in my experience, I don't know any statistics on it, but... In my experience, the majority of people that I've known, they don't they don't get that pursuit of happiness because by the end of their life, they're in their 70s and they're still working for some job. They, every day, they're just wasting their life at some job. And I think it's, uh, I don't know, it's just, I don't think it's the way we're meant to live. I, I think uh, it's inherently oppressive. Uh, the way society is structured and it's I don't know I just think uh, there's more important things than working some shitty job or even if it's you know not not even a job it's like you know expectations from your parents or your peers or just the people around you. 
you know, we always put these expectations on each other. And then when they're not met, we get so angry with everybody. Like, you know, for example, I'm probably, a lot of people listening to this will probably just be like, oh, this guy's some fucking lazy kid who doesn't want to work. So he's just like, you know, making excuses. But that's, that's part of the system again, you know? Uh, it, society is structured in a way so that people like me who kind of don't, you know, I'm not trying to talk myself up here. Uh, this, this is going to sound arrogant, but the system is designed in a way so that people like me who kind of see through the, 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 the corporate, uh, propaganda of like, you know, you have to toil away your entire life at this nothing job so that you can just scrape by to survive, you know? People like me who see through that are just considered lazy. And what I really, you know, what I really want in life is for people to kind of at least try and look at it from my perspective, you know, and kind of understand why I feel this way. It's not because I'm lazy and I don't want to work. I do want to work, and I am working, if you ask me. But a lot of, like I said earlier, people wouldn't consider this work, right? Uh, but yeah, I do. I do want to work. I just want to work on things that fulfill me, and you know, I'm. I understand that only working on the things that fulfill me isn't going to, you know, produce anything in a society. If everybody's only working on like artistic things, that uh, you know, society will crumble. We need people. We need the worker ants, you know, it's like the whole ground floor for an entire society. But I think there's a happy medium in there somewhere that I just wish, wish we could reach where, you know, it's not just inherently oppressive to, you know, the proletariat where, you know, you're kind of born and even even in a you know capitalist society like this it's still more or less a caste system you know you're born into poverty you're more than likely going to die in poverty you know there's the there's the whole trope that every american is just you know a momentarily embarrassed billionaire but uh for 90% of the people they're going to be embarrassed for their entire life because they're never going to make that billion dollars uh because you're you're born, you know, whether you know you're just you're born into poverty or you're born in you know just bad situations or you know you didn't get you know educated enough, you know. I think that's another just real sad thing. I feel like there's a lot of people in the world, not just in this country, but in the world who have the potential to be so intelligent and so, you know, just helpful to society, uh, but they're not given the right tools to uh, achieve what they have the potential to. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of the ways society is set up, it, make sure they don't unfortunately because 
the uh, the elites need a proletariat, right? Without the proletariat, their needs are never met because they're not meeting their own needs. They're making people do it for them. You know, there's not. I know, no, I know that like, not everybody can be equal, right? It's just not not gonna happen. It's not possible, but we can get closer than what we are now. I mean, there's no world where, you know, one man should have, like, what, I don't remember, like, let me look it up. I want to see, like, what is Elon Musk's uh, net worth? Hold on, no. That was a lot higher than what I was going to guess. $219 billion, right? I just don't see why there should be any world where one man has $219 billion, yet the majority of people are scraping by to survive. And, you know, in, in our country, you know, he has $219 billion. The majority of people are living paycheck to paycheck. You know, around the world, compared to him, uh, the majority of people are dying. <laughs> and, you know, that $219 billion is just being thrown into his pocket, right? If you take all these billionaires, you know, he, like right below it, you know, you see you got Jeff Bezos, $136 billion, Bill Gates, $101 billion, Mark Zuckerberg, $47 billion, right? You take all these billionaires, and it seems like every year there's dozens and dozens more of them. You take them all and you distribute their wealth around a little bit better. We wouldn't be as bad off, would we? But no, they they hold all the money and they're all in charge, right? And they want their money. They don't want anyone else to have their money. I just wish, uh, I mean, I don't have the answers, right? I don't know how you would distribute that well. I'm no economist, but uh, I'm just observing, and I see some problems, and I just wish there was a way to fix them. You know, I mean, I know <laughs> Elon Musk isn't just going to, like, get off his crystal throne and just hand over all of his billions, right? <laughs> and I'm not even necessarily asking him to do that, you know? I, you know, in a world, like... In the perfect world, there could be billionaires, right? There could be so many billionaires, but for there to be billionaires in the perfect world, the the bottom line would have to be much higher. Uh, you know, as long as long as there's like no poverty, and everybody, you know, as much people as we can, are living decent, fulfilled lives. Sure, Elon Musk can have some billions. I but he doesn't need 219 billion. Who needs that? No one needs that. And it's ridiculous to defend that. Why should he get that when so many other people are are suffering? And you know, you'd probably argue that he earned it. And, you know, to an extent you're right, but he was born into wealth. Uh, 
uh, what was it? His his parents were uh, diamond miners, I think, and not miners. They owned diamond mines in South Africa, which is inherently exploitative. But I'm not gonna get into that. Um, but, I mean, he was born into immense wealth, nothing like what he has now. But he and then he came to the U.S. and he loves to talk about how he started his own company with no help from his family. That's fine, but he was still given a much higher starting point, right, than anyone else. I mean, who paid for his education? Who paid for, you know, his upbringing? It was the mega rich. Let's see. I don't... Okay, I'm in... I guess I just kind of went on a rant about Elon Musk, and I'm just kind of talking out my ass. I don't know that much about him. What I do know, I'll be real, I do not like. I think he's a scumbag. <laughs> here, let me let me take a gander at his Wikipedia here. Because I know he said that uh, he didn't get any wealth from his family. Uh, grew up in South Africa. I think I'm probably going to say this wrong. Pretoria. He uh he attended Pretoria University before moving to Canada at age 17. Okay. Thought he moved to the US first. Uh, uh So he also he went to Queens University in Ontario and the University of Pennsylvania. Um, and then he went to Stanford. Now, now, see, he's he's very highly educated. He he received education in uh, Stanford, one of the most expensive schools in the world, right? Who paid for that? You know, this is the beginning of his article, right? Uh, Tesla didn't exist yet. Uh, or well, I guess. He uh, initially got rich from uh, PayPal, right? PayPal didn't exist yet, and he, you know, he was given this starting block from a mega rich family who <laughs> exploited South Africans. Uh, so he founded SpaceX in two thousand two, huh? I, don't know, I was kind of looking for his early life in general, but yes, uh, as far as I know. He supposedly started PayPal with uh, no loan from his father. But that isn't to say that he didn't uh, he didn't benefit from being rich. And uh, yeah, that was just kind of a... I was just spewing some hate on Elon Musk there for a while. But what my point is, is that the majority of rich people the vast majority of rich people in the world, they didn't start like me, you know, they didn't start in a poor family. They started already rich and continued to be rich, right? You know, a lot of their wealth is inherited in the first place, you know. You, you know, a lot, like, some people, you know, they are born into wealth and then they're given large loans from their family to start their own businesses, uh... And majority of the time, they're paying other people to run the businesses in the first place, and then 
that's why they end up even richer. They don't actually do the work. They just throw money at everything until they get richer and richer and richer. But then, you know, you also have people who just inherited their wealth entirely, you know. Uh, And I just don't... I don't see how... I don't know. How Maybe it's a me problem. Let's take a step back and look at this, you know. I'm going to be kind of vulnerable and look at me. Maybe I'm just uh, pissed off because I'm poor and they're not, right? I want what they have. I'm jealous. And that's true. I'll admit that I am. But, you know, I'm also... I just... I, it would be so easy to uh, just take, like, a good chunk of Elon Musk's vast wealth and just throw it at, you know, mental health care for for the mentally disabled who are just living on the streets, you know, throw it at housing for people who need it, you know, feed people. But, you know, we can't. And uh, I'm not even necessarily saying we need to just, like, steal his money, right, you know. He technically earned it legally, right? But uh, then you get to the issue of taxes. And, you know, this is the most tired talking point ever. (laughs) But I'm going to talk about it anyway. But, yeah. um, I'm going to talk about it anyway. If these fucking rich scumbags (laughs) would just pay their damn taxes instead of finding loopholes, you know, we would actually be able to have some sort of welfare state. Well, we probably couldn't because of partisan issues, but Uh, let's look at this issue first. We'll come back to that. We don't have any money going into welfare for people who need it because the vast majority of taxes is coming from the poor. And we can't really afford to pay for it. You know who can? The billionaires who don't pay their taxes. All right, I cut for some uh, technical difficulties, and I got a sodi. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to stop bitching about uh, rich people now. I don't know what I was going on about, but uh, let's get back to the topic at hand here, right? Death. We're all going to die, you know? Uh, <laughs> let's have some interaction, viewers. Uh, where do you, where do you think you're gonna go when you die? Uh, yeah, I'll just be real. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking nowhere. You know, I'm thinking there's probably nothing going on after death, you know. But, uh, it's fine if you don't think that. I won't judge you. Uh, I used to be religious. I used to be really religious. I used to be so religious that uh, when I was in high school, I was dead set on being a pastor when I grew up. Uh, A lot changed really fast. I'm only 21. And I thought that up until I was like 17. Um, I don't know. I uh, I take issue with most... Types of organized religion. Damn. 
I think, uh, unfortunately, a lot of times it does a lot more harm than good. Yeah, it's not to say that, uh, I'll focus on, I'll focus on Christianity just because I know a lot more about that than any other religion. I'm not, uh, unless you can't tell by, like, my pale white skin and my country-ass beard. I'm not a very worldly guy, you know? But, uh, it's not to say that religion hasn't helped a lot of people. I know it has. Uh, but personally in my life and... I think, unfortunately, overall, it's kind of a net negative. <laughs> so many people have just been murdered. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, Salem witch trials, uh, the Crusades. Uh, I mean, hell, even our modern military uses uh, Christianity as as a uh, encouragement to to get soldiers to kill <laughs> and uh, you, you know you, if you asked me years ago when I was still calling myself a Christian I would have still I would have said that's abhorrent you, it's a perversion of the belief I think um, but nonetheless uh, it's still it's still used that way it, it hurts people a lot and I think uh, such a big part of religion is shame, right? There's all these sins that you 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 can't sin, and if you do, you should be ashamed. And in my experience, it doesn't make me a better person to be ashamed of myself. It just makes me hate myself, and then when I hate myself, I do bad things. Because when you've already accepted that, uh, you, you know, you are a bad person because you're such a bad sinner, you just end up being worse, you know? I just, I, it was so unhealthy for me. And keep in mind, I'm only talking about myself. I'm not, uh, if you're religious, I'm not attacking you. It's just my own personal experience with Christianity, you know, but it was, it was just so unhealthy for me. I was just walking around constantly terrified because I was, you know, everything was a sin. Everything I did was bad, you know, uh, or even if I wasn't, even if I was like being the perfect little Christian boy, I was still in the back of your mind. It's like, what, what have I done that I didn't even realize was wrong? Like, I know I'm going to go to hell, right? And I just think... It's very unhealthy to have this, like, monkey on your back, so to speak. You know, just having this omnipotent being watching you all the time and judging you. I know, you know, especially in the New Testament... It's, there's a narrative it's a, of a loving God, but, uh, you know, that, uh, that God from the Old Testament is the same God, and he's not so loving, he's, he's vengeful, <laughs> you know, and that's, uh, I think it's, it's just unhealthy to constantly be thinking, like, 
I'm being watched right now and everything I do is being judged and at the end of my life they're going to tally everything up and if uh, the negative outweighs the positive they're going to throw me in a fiery pit of brimstone for all of eternity. And you know, you get older, I start questioning things. It's been a it's been a short but rocky road, I guess, to get here because it didn't take me very long. You know, just a matter of a few years, right? I started having doubts in my faith. And then now I'm, I don't know what I'd call myself, uh, an atheist, I guess. But, uh, you know, you start questioning things and you feel even worse, right? And then that opened up a whole new can of worms. The uh, And this is, it's all coming full circle, all right? That wasn't just a tangent. Uh, you open a whole new can of worms because you realize, oh, I might not be going to hell because now I'm not really sure there is a God, right? But if there is no hell, there's for sure no heaven. So that means I'm going nowhere, right? And then you have to start coping with the fact that you're now almost certain when you're dead, there's nothing. It's just like when you were born, and in my case... I'm not so sure I want to go back, at least not yet. And it's scary, man. It's really scary. Uh, you know, I still, even now, I struggle with it, of course. I don't know if I'll ever stop, but uh, I am handling it better these days, you know. I haven't had a panic attack in a while, not about that. Um, it's just... It's something, and everybody says this, right? When I was at my worst, when I was struggling with death anxiety, everybody will just be like, well, it's going to happen whether you control it or not, so you're just going to have to accept it. And that is a true statement, but it doesn't help, really. It doesn't help at all. Because I think there isn't really anything you can say to somebody when they've just accepted there's no afterlife and they're terrified about it. There's not just some magic word you can say that's going to make them feel better. It just takes it takes a lot of time <laughs> to uh, to cope with. And I, I think I've reached a point where I'm kind of accepting of it. Uh, you know, I do wish, you know, some fanciful idea of a wonderful afterlife existed, you know. And I'm not necessarily saying I 100% believe there is nothing. I'm saying all signs, from my perspective, all signs point to that. Uh, I, I'd be willing to believe in an afterlife if I thought there were enough evidence to suggest there was one. Uh, actually, scratch that. I know part of, like, and that, you know, just... I'm kind of looking at this from a Christian point of view still. You're supposed to have faith, right? You you have to have faith, you know, that 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 there is a God and that there is a heaven and that you're going to go there. Um and you don't need facts to rely on, you don't need evidence. The issue I take isn't from lack of evidence that there is a afterlife. It is from the overwhelming amount of evidence that there isn't one, you know. I just think all 
aspects of life point towards there being nothing. <laughs> and, you know, I could go, I could start listing shit, but, you know, I'll be real. It, this is a journey I've been on for years to get to the point where I am. And I couldn't give you, like, one exact reason why I stopped believing in God or, or heaven. It, it's just a conglomerate of my entire life experience, you know, and part of it is just my upbringing and relationship with Christianity. Part of it is, you know, just, you know, the experiences I had after my upbringing, it's all, it's just so, there's so many factors that go into someone's belief system that it's hard to really pinpoint one reason I feel the way I do. <clears throat> yeah, just I'll talk a little bit more about religion, I guess. I've been I've been thinking about this a lot recently. I think about oh well, it's just like death, you know, I've been I've been thinking about it a lot my whole life, but recently more so I've been really thinking about my former religious beliefs and my current ones and I just they're so and again I'm not trying to trash on the Bible and I'm not trying to change the way anyone believes I'm just giving my perspective you can turn this off if you don't want to hear it that's fine um there's so many contradictory things in the Bible right you know for example you know you're supposed to love everyone right uh, you're supposed to love everyone equally and you know cherish their life, but uh, ow. <laughs> uh, but you're also supposed to uh, suffer not a witch to live. Uh, you know you're supposed to uh, stone a woman who's committed adultery. Uh, it's it's just so hypocritical. To, to preach one way but then you know you find someone you don't like and you make an exception to your love everyone rule right and then you know God <laughs> God I think is just uh, for lack of a better term uh, he's an asshole <laughs> right uh uh, hold on. I'm gonna fact check myself real quick. Right. Okay. I was right. <laughs> I didn't want to say that and then be wrong. Um. But, uh, you know, God sent the angel of death to uh, kill all the firstborn sons in, of Egypt uh, for not believing in him. And, you know, he would do, he would order an angel to do something like that, and I'm supposed to love him for it? I just think that's, it's it's just kind of sick, right? And I know that's me taking a passage of the Bible very literally, but it's written in a very literal way, you know? 
And I think most people interpret the Bible in a very literal way. And that's another reason why I think it's so hypocritical. Is if you're if you're taking the Bible at face value and interpreting interpreting it so literally, how are you not recognizing the contradictions? Uh, it's just it's baffling to me, and you know there's I don't I don't know I'll I'll keep apologizing I guess I'm not trying to be hateful to your belief system if you're religious. It's just uh it's how I feel. I, I I have a lot of baggage I guess with religion. You know, like just the shame of everything. It, it's uh, you know, I think a lot of it too is you know there's humans have a natural instinct and the Bible demands that you deny most of your instinct, you know, most of your desires, whether that be like sexual or sexual in nature or like, you know, if you naturally are homosexual or anything like that. The Bible tells you not to be who you are. It shames you. And it's so unhealthy. And in the long run, you only are suffering for nothing I mean even if there is a heaven and I'm going to go there for living exactly like the Bible tells me to I don't know if I want to go there <laughs> it's it's. I think the moral values in the Bible are skewed very skewed and I don't necessarily want to live that way I don't want to uh condemn other people now granted the bible tells you not to but it also tells you to tells you to stone people who 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 are sinful several several times in the bible it says that but we're supposed to act like that part didn't happen because jesus came and he said actually i'm god by the way and i changed my mind if if there if if that is god he's insane Okay, he's fickle. If he's this all-knowing, all-benevolent being, and he's doing shit like that, you know, telling people to uh, to kill in his name, and then just being like, ah, never mind. Scratch that. Let's not do that anymore. That's insane. <laughs> I just... I... Uh... I spent a long time thinking about that and I've never really said it out loud to to many people and now I'm putting it here on the internet <laughs> uh, sorry mom I'm going to hell love you uh, I think that's all I wanted to talk about this is there's going to be so many cuts in this. I've recorded almost an hour of of footage now. I I don't know how short this is going to end up being, but I'm going to cut a lot out. <laughs> that was just everywhere. Uh, trying to think if there's anything else I should touch on. I don't I don't think so. Uh 
You know, like I said at the beginning, I don't know how often I'm going to do this. You might have hated it. I don't know if anybody's going to watch this. <laughs> no one watches anyway, but I'll see what everybody thinks, you know. I might keep doing it. I might not. It's not going to be a regular thing. Just whenever I have something I feel like I want to talk about. And, you know, it might be fun, you know, here in a a year or so. I might I might come back and give a little update on where I am, you know, spiritually, I guess. Just belief-wise. You know, because I'm always adapting. I'm just like everybody else, you know. I'm just always changing, always thinking of new things, forming new opinions. I might be a completely different person a year from now. Or I might not be at all. <laughs> life's life's crazy like that, you know. And if you're going to take anything from all of the shit I said in this entire podcast, all of that insane rambling, if you're going to take anything from all of that, I would just say, this is my advice as a 21-year-old dipshit who knows nothing about life. Here's my advice. Just uh, accept that... Not everything in life matters that much. And again, I said that earlier and it sounds depressing, but it's a good thing. Okay. Not everything matters. So you don't need to worry about every little thing that goes on. Just focus on what you want to do with your life. The people you want to do it with. And you'll be much happier. Okay. You don't need to toil away doing things other people want you to do if you hate doing it you don't need to live up to everyone's expectations of you because in the long run unfortunately you're gonna be dead and it's not gonna matter (laughs) even if you go to heaven right even if you know religion is 100% real and you go to heaven as long as you were good you know and you you did everything you were supposed to do. The majority of shit you did on earth still isn't going to matter. Because now you're in heaven. You're on a completely different plane of existence. And everything behind you is earth shit. So just remember. Be here. Be here now and be happy. While you can. Because it's all you've got brother. Okay. Just don't worry. Don't worry about everything. Nothing matters, and it's great. I'm, I mean, I wouldn't consider myself a nihilism, but you should listen to some nihilists now and again. It's, it's great. Nothing matters. Be happy. All right. <laughs> See you later.